Let's face it, living takes guts, and living a full life takes a lot of guts. Igniting Courage podcast is the place you can come to get a blast of courage from real people who are clawing their way through life just like you are. We'll talk about big courage and little daily courage. You'll hear people's opinions of how to build courage and how to summon it when you just want to crawl under the covers with a bag of Oreos and never come out. So welcome. I'm glad you had the guts to show up for this conversation. My guest on this episode is my friend Michelle DeMullen. She's a really smart 29-year-old bundle of spunk and energy and enthusiasm. She's brains and brawn put together. She discovered her passion for health and fitness while she was living in New York City. I mean, that's where I first met her. She was an instructor for me uh, there, and we became fast friends. I actually remember one of my favorite stories was cramming six of us into her tiny bedroom, squished on the floor and on the bed playing cards against humanity because there wasn't any air conditioning in the rest of her apartment, and it was sweltering, so we were all squished in. Uh, It was New York living at its finest. (laughs) But before I met her, she was a professional actor in musical theater. She actually toured with the kids production of Scooby-Doo as Velma for a little while, which I think is a fun, fun little fact. She's now the owner, president, and head weight re-racker of her own business called Tiny Beast Fitness in St. Louis. She strives to help clients tap into their inner athlete. She pushes them to discover strength that resonates both inside and outside the gym. And I've taken her classes. Believe me, she pushes. She's a lover of peanut butter, push-ups, puns, and Oreo cookies. I call her Mighty Mouse, and she's always good for a laugh and a great workout. So enjoy our conversation. So, hey, Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm great. So here we are on one of my inaugural podcasts, and my first question for all of my guests is going to be, what is courage? What is courage to you? Yeah, so being the nerd, I guess, that I am, my first instinct was just to look the definition up. Then I crafted my own definition from that definition. I think it was pretty close. I feel a little impressed with myself, like maybe they should have hired me. <laughs> for, a meathead, for a meathead, you're pretty smart. Out there. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so the definition I looked up said mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Which is interesting because I wouldn't have, I think, initially thought of the moral part. I mean, obviously, it takes mm. courage, I guess stick to your morals, but like wasn't the first thing I thought of. So then when I wrote my own, I said, the ability to adhere to your unclouded beliefs, whether situational or systemic, in spite of influence from society, individuals, or imagined or internal factors. Mm. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm going no, I like that. I like that. It's long and wordy, but you know that's cool. You're a nerd you know, that way, well, right? Because you start thinking, yeah. Well, and you know, because you start thinking about it in the context of a specific situation, you're like, well, what does courage mean to me? I don't know. When's a situation when I think I've needed courage, or like I've noticed someone being courageous, and you think, oh, it's this one thing, but then you're like, oh. You know, I, so, like, my first thought was in associating it with, like, big changes, right? Because it takes a lot of courage yeah. to do something different. I think that's the first place my mind kind of went. Right away, I was thinking, well, there are a lot of things that 
don't involve shit. That involve the opposite. Like, what about when the courageous mm -hmm. thing to do is like not doing anything? The opposite. No, it's interesting to think about. The other thing that I yeah. thought of too, is like, I'm a really big. I'm a prepared person, obviously, because the first thing I did was look up the definition of the word. <laughs> right? <laughs> Being prepared is something that's really important to me. So, for instance, something that would have taken courage for me would be to not write anything down for this conversation. <laughs> that would have been really courageous. But, yeah, I think there's an element of that, too. And maybe that is involved in the, like, internal factors portion of what my definition is. But... Cool. So, I mean, as you think about your day-to-day, because -day, daily courage is one of those things, right? We have this daily courage, little things that we need to do. What did you use your courage for today? Picked a terrible day for this. <laughs> it was a snow day you sat on your couch. Okay, maybe the last week. a lot of courage for me to take those covers off this morning and get out. <laughs> okay, truthfully, there are days, I know for all of us, that is the case. But let's pretend today was a normal day where I yeah. actually worked and did something. I feel like it takes a lot of courage for me to do my job every day, which well, is... Tell everybody uh, about your job a little bit. Okay, so I am a personal trainer, um, and I teach group fitness classes. And I think a big part of this is that I meet new people all the time. And I have to pretend that I know everything about what I do for a living without knowing anything about what they know. Getting older has been a big help in getting better at this. But I think it's something probably everybody encounters in their job, right, where you think, oh, my gosh, I don't know everything there is to know about this, so I probably shouldn't be doing it. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a big, that's been a really big factor in, in my career for a long time where I thought there's so many people who know more than I do about what I do and because of that, like, I should just leave it to them. Like, there's no way I could know as much as them, so I should just not do it at all. Um, yeah, and it's funny, just in, in the way you're approaching the first question of what is courage by looking up a definition and then creating an intelligent definition of your own. <laughs> as far as experts go in fitness, you're probably up there pretty far. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see somebody who, for all intents and purposes, is an expert because you've done a lot of, of study and certifications and things like that to be saying yeah. something like this. I think, like, the two biggest things that have helped me with this, honestly, one, my background, right, as you know, is in theater. So in my early days in theater, I did a lot of improv, and thank God, because yeah. if you need something to help you with courage, it is definitely a skill that has benefited me in everything I've done since then, um, because nobody knows what's about to happen in improv, right? And it's just like making it up as you go along, and I kind of feel like that's what we all do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so learning how to do that when I was, like, 12 has been very helpful as I grow older. The other thing that's super helpful is my dad was a person who, and I didn't realize this when I was younger because, you know, I just thought, like, my dad knew everything about everything. And in some ways, 
sure he knew a lot of things about a lot of things, but the older I got and the more um, I noticed those moments where he would say things on topics that, like, I was pretty knowledgeable about, and I was like, well, that's totally wrong. Um, <laughs> but he really believed it. He was committed to it, and because of that, I really doubted myself, you know? Mm. I think that taught me so much about the power of having courage in spite of maybe not feeling as though you're super courageous. Like, that can go really... Pretend courage can manifest authentic courage 100%. So you're talking uh, about the whole fake it till you make it thing. Yeah, totally. It's very, very true. I think it's something that I now apply daily in situations small and big like do I belong in this room right now or is it only for children under 12? I don't know, but I'm going to walk in and act like someone told me that I was supposed to be in this room. And for the most part, like people will think that I'm right. Yeah. And I think it's true at work also where it's like, you know what, I may or may not know everything about this, but I'm going to act like I know everything about it right now. It's not an arrogance. It's more of a, a confident competence. A like, likely confidence and likely is enough. Let me hold my head high and jump in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, you know, such a thing to realize that maybe I can do this and then just hold your head up and do it. I mean, we, we get sunk into that doubt, that inner doubt that, oh, I'm not an expert. I don't know about this. And yet, right. if we fake it and walk right in, there we are. And, you know, I really think it's one of those things that much like exercise and I you know of course I really enjoy when the analogy of my work aligns with everything else but um, much like exercising a muscle where the more frequently you do it the better you become at it I think it's so much like that where you like continue to put yourself in situations mm -hmm. where you're like oh, I'm not really sure I know what I'm doing but I'm gonna give it a shot and go boldly forth and then it goes really well um, and you're like, oh, man, that was not nearly as awful as I anticipated it was going to be, and maybe I do know what I'm doing. Or even on the flip side, it goes badly and doesn't go, I mean, doesn't go as badly as you expected, you know? Like, someone says, hey, like, why are we doing this? And you don't know the answer, and you realize you can say, like, yeah, I'm not really sure, but I can, I'll find out for you. And, like, yeah. the whole world and they didn't say, you shouldn't be here doing this right now. <laughs> like, I don't know what you imagine. I don't know what I imagine people are going to say if I don't know the answers, but I guess that's how I see it playing out. And I, I think that's such an interesting thing because I remember exactly where I was when I realized that nobody has it all figured out and everybody's bumbling through it. And so if you sound yeah. like you know what you're talking about, people are like, oh, awesome, she knows what's going on. We're just going to nod and smile. You know, we go through these iterations of the horrible reactions people are going to have, and they're going to point to us, and the spotlight's going to go on, and we're going to be shown yeah. as a fraud. But it just doesn't yeah. happen that way because people are like, oh, good, you know what's going on. <laughs> I know. It's like we imagine people are walking around with flashlights looking for fakers or something. Yeah. Just waiting for us to slip up. And it's uncomfortable. And, and I think so many of us try to slide into the grave without ever being uncomfortable. And yeah. it's like, that's not going to happen. But the more uncomfortable we get, the easier it gets. And it's not that big a deal. 
It's true. I also think that, like, in a lot of ways, I really envy people who don't have that, not that they lack an introspective side, but the people who just, like, don't think to that point, and they are just, they just go, ah, um, I think I kind of know what I'm doing. Here we go. And that's, like, the end of the thought process for them. Because in some ways, I really wonder, like, are those the people that end up being super successful because they don't take those extra moments to be like, maybe I don't, maybe I don't actually know what I'm supposed to do. And maybe that means I shouldn't be doing it, you know? I thought that a lot about so many things that I tried to do or thought about doing but not really gone for or committed to because I thought, eh, I'm not sure I'm cut out for this. And then, you know, for instance, like I left the industry of performing and theater, and I'm sure there are a lot of people like leave jobs or leave industries or go to school for one thing and end up doing something else because they get a little bit into it and think, ah, I don't know, maybe I'm just not cut out for this. And then now I look back at other people who have been really successful and I'm like, well, I definitely didn't think you were cut out for this, you know? You're kind of shining your weak flashlight on going, you? Right. Really? Right. Exactly. In a way, that's my initial reaction. And then my second reaction is like, I have a lot of respect for that person for, Mm -hmm. you know, for maybe knowing that they didn't have it all together and they didn't really know what they were doing and they went like balls to the wall and that level of perseverance alone got them to that level of success. It's the whole done is better than perfect motto. Yeah. You know, it's the whole let's just do this and see what happens. I had to do that with my website. I created my own website, and I was just like going over and over and changing this and changing that. And I'm like, just freaking post it. Like, just put it up. <laughs> like, get it out yeah. there and just forget. It's fine. Like, just do it. Because I think so many people do get caught up in that. Oh, it's not right. It's not perfect. Mm, I don't know if I'm good enough to write this copy. Just freaking do it, and you're going to find yourself so much farther ahead. Right, and it's not that you won't have made the same mistakes. I think you just will make them, and you'll learn from them and move on. Having to try those things on my own right now firsthand, I can say, in general, there's no perfectly crafted outline for how to do things when you're making it up on your own. There's just like, Mm -hmm. I mean, find some sketchy DIY, grow your own business things online, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, try this, and then <laughs> after six months, if I'm broke, I'll know it's the wrong choice. You know? <laughs> well, and it's so easy to look like an expert online. You know, it's the yeah. exact oh same God. scenario. Somebody had the guts to just put it out there and say, I'm an expert in this, and we're like, heck yeah, help us, you know, make this happen, and then you realize, Oh, crap, they don't know anything more than I do. (laughs) So that even makes me think, it's like another perspective on courage. Like, is it bad? Is courage in sometimes false indicator when, like, courage is valued above actual skill or, you know, for instance, like, this is a great time to have this conversation in the era of, quote, unquote, social media influencers, Mm. right? It takes a lot of courage to put a lot of, content out on social media, but does that necessarily mean that you have the goods to back it up in a business? So what's one of your big courage moments? You know, daily courage is necessary in going and meeting new people every day or going to a networking event or posting things on on your website and promoting your business, but what about the big moments? I know you've had some big courage moments. What's, the, what's one of the ones that you can think of? So 
It's funny, the first one I thought of um, was the, probably the opposite of what people would think. I moved to New York, right, to be an actor, and that took really zero courage for me. It was like the next logical step in a path of action that I predicted from a very young age. Like, I knew I wanted to be a performer, I knew I wanted to be an actor, so obviously I would be going to New York. It took very little, like, that was one of those moments, like those other people, I was like, well, don't really have to think about it, so... I'm just going to do it. But moving back home to St. Louis from New York took an incredible amount of courage for me. That was one of probably the hardest things I ever did, um, which I think really speaks to that part of my initial thoughts on what courage means in terms of it's so much about the way other people perceive what you do, the way your wow. actions are received and interpreted by the people around you, um, you know, because moving, leaving the industry I had been in for 90% of my life, moving back from a big city, like, I knew that was going to come with people asking a lot of questions, like, oh, did you just didn't make it, or you gave mm -hmm. up, all these things, and it just was funny to me when I was thinking about it that, you would think it'd be the opposite, like, oh, I gotta, I'm gonna go to this big city all my by myself, and it was totally, totally not that. That was hard. Well, and I had the Obviously. same experience when I left corporate. It was just like, hey, I'm gonna move to Northern Michigan and move in with my parents and start my yeah. own business. And people were like, what? You know, I yeah. that that other person perception does play into it. It's huge. I really think in in almost everything that I've considered. I left my job last year. That too, like what made that hard for me, why it took so much courage was because in huge part because of what other people would think or other people would say. I mean, obviously yeah. also going broke tends to be a theme as well in my courageous <laughs> decision. That seems to be a common thread. Fear of going broke. Yeah, there's uh, that. Yeah, or like regressing, I think. That's a big one, too. You know, feeling like you've, um, what is this my brother always tells me? It's one of those economics terms, a sunk cost, right? Mm. Where you're like, oh, but I've, I've poured the last three years of my life into this, and to leave something like that behind, and it's like, well, it's a sunk cost. You already paid it, and bam, right now I'm having one of those moments of fear where I'm like, someone who knows economics is going to be listening to this. And then I'd be like, that, 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 that means it all. She doesn't know <laughs> That's not what that is. That. She should stick to fitness. No. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that is a big part of making decisions like that. So what made you finally decide to do it? What made you pull up that courage and say, yes, this is what I'm going to do? I think most of the time, Knowing that, and in this specific situation too, right, I knew I was really unhappy where I was and that if I did nothing differently, I probably was just going to keep feeling the same way I was feeling. And it would require some sort of effort on my part in some direction to result in a different situation and feeling. You know, I was like, well, if this is not the situation I want to be in, I see this and have experienced this sensation so many times in my life. I'm sure you have too. Where you have like a cartoon moment, like when as though something dropped on your head and it's like bunk, and you realize <laughs> I'm the person whose actions determine if I'm happy or not. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh my God. 
Like, <laughs> like I'm the one doing it. And I'm if, driving this bus. <laughs> I yeah, I'm repeatedly doing something that's making me super unhappy, and if I don't feel that way anymore, there's a really simple solution. But I took so long to get to that point. Well, and it's and it's such a such a revelation. I, th I think it was an Einstein quote where he says, "If you, I don't know if it was Einstein. I'm totally misquoting, and some Einstein <laughs> expert out there is going, she shouldn't be. She should be sticking to fitness." Yeah, but exactly. the the old saying of if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Like if you're miserable, right. and you can't yeah. wait for something to change, um, and and when you realize you're you've got to take that control, when you're like, all right, I got to do this. If I don't do this, nothing's ever going to change. I'm going to keep being miserable. Yeah, and I you know I don't think it necessarily has to mean moving across the country. In that situation, it was the right choice for me. But I think sometimes that can even be as simple as a shift in mental perspective. It's mm -hmm. like it can be even just the attitude that you're choosing about the situation you're in. Maybe the situation itself you have zero control over, but you can definitely control whether or not you wake up every morning going, well, this is going to make me feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not helpful. At all. That has been a huge moment for me in relationships and in career changes or ongoing careers and so, 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 so many things. I mean, yeah. like, okay, another one, for instance, like my dad's being sick. My dad's passing away this year. Um, obviously not much I can do about that unless I'm going to single-handedly cure cancer and provide my dad the treatment within the next day. So yeah. nothing, nothing I can do to change that situation, but there definitely are more helpful mental perspectives to make the situation much more, not enjoyable, but, you know, easier to manage and easier to get through. Sure. And I think that, I didn't even mention that, but <laughs> facing that problem every day definitely took a lot of, a lot of courage. Yeah, and probably we're glad at that point that you'd moved back because now you could go and you're much closer and you could go yeah, see him and spend that time and value that you had that time with him too. Mm-hmm, oh yeah. And I'm glad you could be there for that. So what's next? What's the next big courage that you're going to need? What do you got coming up on the horizon that's going to require you to pull up your big girl pants and um, it's interesting. I I think I'm at like another one of those moments right now where I'm like I I feel like something's coming. Do you ever have those times where you can feel six months from now my life is going to be really different? Um, yeah. I don't I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know that I need to start thinking. I need to start exercising some courage in thinking about what I want that to look like instead mm -hmm. of kind of rolling with the way things are going. I'm in like an interesting place with my work situation because the job I left, I had, you know, this contract with them that inhibited the work I'm able to do right now and that is going to end in a couple of months. So yeah, it, I've been starting to think in the last couple of months, what does that mean? What do I want that to mean? And it's weird how opportunity like that can be intimidating. Like, it, see, it doesn't seem like it should be. It has taken me a lot of courage in my business to, to make decisions that I feel, to ask for things that I think I deserve. 
Mm -hmm. yep. um, and to to make choices and decisions that move my business forward um, because it has been scary for me. Again, I think there's a lot of that doubt where I'm like, oh, I, I'm not, I don't have my stuff together enough. Like, I'm not organized enough. I don't have, do I have enough clients for this? Are clients going to stay with me if I do this? There are all those things happening all the time. So I'm trying to work on either quieting those doubts and just saying, you know what? If I want my business to grow, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make these decisions eventually. Or saying, if I want my business to grow, I'm gonna have to organize these things eventually. <laughs> gonna have to create it. Well, that's the thing I found with with owning your own business is it's a blank slate. Like, what do you want to do? And that freedom is scary. It's really it scary because you're like, what if I pick the wrong thing? There's so many options. That's a that's an exciting place to be, though, if you see it that way. It is. I think in my heart of hearts, I know that what I want is for me to, I want to continue to be in charge of what I'm doing, even though I know there are going to be a lot of opportunities and there have been a lot of opportunities to kind of like be a player in someone else's game, which isn't a bad thing, but, but I just really want to, I want to be brave enough to know that I, it's not, a necessity for me. Mm. Pick, yeah. pick your own rules and decide what it's going to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do my own thing. I can thrive on my own. That's like yeah. the hard, hardest thing for me to believe every day is like I, right. don't need some, I don't need someone to carry me, you know. I can make my business successful. There are a lot of things I can do that I think we probably all don't give ourselves enough credit for all the things that we do without realizing it. So, yeah. I think you're absolutely right because we see where we're not yet and we, yeah. we forget to look at where we've come from. And we can't rest on that, but it's still good to go, wait a minute. No, I'm, I'm kind of a badass. Look what I've done. Like, I <laughs> yeah. left it all. You know, like I had the guts to do that and that's a thing. Yeah. I keep thinking that of my own business where three years since I left corporate, I'm not where I want to be. But I'm like, yeah, but you're, you haven't asked your parents for dinner in a long time. Like, you know, you're doing you're, it. You're paying you're your own rent. And you're, you're seeing so many cool places. You started a podcast. <laughs> you launched I think I have too many cool friends not to share this with my, my everybody. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited. I'm really excited for you. And I think, yeah. Well, I got to tell you, it takes some guts. I'm like, I'm like, all right, Anne, pull up your courage and say you're going to do this. That's why I posted <laughs> that on Facebook. I've found with me that if I take a step that kind of either lets people know that I'm going to do something or I put money down on something or, you know, I tell something somebody about it, then I'm like, oh, crap, now i got to do it, you know? 100%. And so putting yeah. that post out, like, podcast coming soon, I'm like, oh, crap, now I have to do it. And it yeah. kind of forces me. It gives me a deadline. And uh, like, yeah. like somebody's holding a flashlight on me going, you going to do this? Huh? So mm -hmm. I find that I helps. Want, I do enjoy about social media. It is a, it's a good accountability. Yeah, it's good for that. Yeah. So the other thing you've got coming on is uh, developing a unconventional wedding. Yeah, you're right. It does take courage. And we are planning the day before Thanksgiving, so... You know, I just got courage coming out of my pores right now, apparently. <laughs> Turkey sandwiches <laughs> for everyone. Making, making bold decisions over here, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. 
you'd probably just <laughs> rather show up in your in your spandex pants and sneakers and say, "All right, let's do this." <laughs> I'm sure there will be sneakers. There will be sneakers at somewhere, sometime in the wedding. It's going to happen. But it's funny. I I'm not sure. I initially would have thought. I think more that it took courage to pick the date than really anything else because I feel mm. like your wedding is like the one time when you get to say, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And everyone just has to be like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, You're the bride. Right, exactly. But yeah, I think probably it will once we decide what we're going to do. Um, just apply the same the same logic of, I know everything about planning weddings. So... <laughs> Guys, should all just do what I tell you to do? Didn't, isn't this what everyone else did at their wedding? <laughs> and then if you didn't just cry, you all... everybody will just give you what you want. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you guys all run suicides down the aisle? Isn't that what? Yeah, there you go. Isn't that what we all do? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> how, about some, uh, how about some burpees as we go? Here comes the burpees. <laughs> yeah. All right. I so don't know. One last question for you. Yeah. If you had to give somebody advice, about being brave, about be, being courageous. Words of wisdom, what would that pearl of wisdom be? If I had to give somebody advice, it's a, really, it's a good question. I think I probably have given this advice before. You've probably given me this advice too before, to be honest. I had to train other instructors all the time, people who had, mm. nev had never taught. They had a lot of experience in, <clears throat> in exercise and in fitness. A lot of them were like, physical therapist, but they had never necessarily taught groups of people. They'd never been in, like, a group fitness setting, which is really interesting to me. It's another one of those situations where I couldn't believe that they didn't innately feel more courageous because they did know so much. <clears throat> but anyway, I think I really gave the advice, and it's, like, totally Dave DeMolin, my dad, which is, he always said this to me, there's no right or wrong decision. There is just a decision. Mm. And that is really freeing in a lot of ways, right? When you take away, like, the right and wrong or the good and bad, and you just acknowledge there are different decisions that will have different results. So I think probably that would yeah. be my advice in changing the perspective. Yeah. There are no good decisions. There are no bad decisions. There are just decisions. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your, your yeah. honesty and your wisdom and your redefinition of a, of a big word and uh, for sharing and taking the <laughs> time you. to help me kick off this podcast thing. Absolutely. My pleasure.